fellow travelers, welcome to the 83rd level of the RPG Cave. I'm one of your hosts, the level 99 human Archmage, Ryan Interpreted. and I'm joined, as always, by the level 99 elf medic, Mr. Garrett Bland. Garrett, how are you doing this lovely, lovely Monday evening? It's President's Day in the States. It's Family Day here in Canada. It's a holiday for both of us, even though I, I work today. Um, but, you know, that's just that's just how we roll, man. How are you doing? Mm, I, I'm glad to celebrate the presidents. Any any reason to not work? Thank you, presidents. All, all presidents out there, even, even you, the dumb ones, the ineffective ones, the ones less than a year term. We remember you on this day as we take this this work day off. Actually, um, I'm pretty tired because today I had to go to the visa office oh. in China, uh, here in the city, um, and. There's a long line now because they just reopened like the offices like yeah. around here. So I got there at six in the morning and like stood up for like five hours to, you know, wait in line. You know, it's like it's like the DMV on steroids. Basically, it's, that sounds very annoying, but also very relatable, because when I had to get my my passport renewed, it was the same mm -hmm. thing. Because in Canada, like it's mm. kind of kind of ridiculous to go get your passport renewed right now because the lines are just yeah. huge. Like people are camping out overnight. At, like outside the, the passport crazy. office to get to be able to make sure that they're actually able to get in there before they close at 5 p.m. that day, um, you know, oh, and, and get their passport renewed. So it's just it's a whole thing here, Garrett. But you know, I, I got situated, I got back, so everything's good. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, we're gonna of course celebrate the the release of Theat Rhythm Final Bar Line everyone's favorite Yay. final fantasy game this week and uh well of course sure. i'm very excited about it i've talked about it on the show before mm -hmm. it's, a, it's the final fantasy rhythm game for folks that are they're uninsured so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about music tonight uh which i think is always super fun we haven't talked about music since the second episode of the show so you can actually go back and listen to that like garrett did to prepare for tonight's show i, I did to. actually it was pretty funny ryan i listened to it like all the way through because you know i had time this morning we were talking about oh man what scarlet nexus we yeah. were talking about that game and that demo <laughs> i'm like oh my god that was, was so a long, long ago. time ago the best part about it is garrett we have a question about scarlet nexus tonight later in the show oh it kind of caps things off in freaking full circle Just closes closes the loop man. Just closing the Crazy. loop man well anyways before we get into all that we should of course clear the dungeon of these pesky mobs we can get to that raid boss as quickly as possible so folks at home if you want to support the show there's a number of awesome ways to do that if you're watching the live stream right now we're at youtube.com slash carpool gaming or if you're watching the video on demand later don't forget to like the video subscribe if you haven't subscribed already and then ding 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 ring that notification bell to be notified whenever we go live with a new live stream or whatever we put up a new video like all these last of us reactions that we've been doing uh, I know Matt's actually been doing an amazing job putting those together, um, and they actually just did that tonight with a with a big crew. Uh, so you're gonna want if you're watching The Last of Us and if you want to hear some other people talking about it, if you want to get in the conversation, cut on over to the YouTube's. Go watch that as well. And then also, if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to subscribe to us there if you haven't subscribed already. And then rate us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And last but not least, if you want some of our shows a little bit early or some exclusive content, exclusive, like an episode of the Yumi Capri podcast that I recorded with Sean last week, as well as Seth, uh, which went into some uh, some pretty serious territory, at least about my life anyways. Uh, you can head out over to oh. Patreon, patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. Throw a little tip Spoilers. in the little tip jar, and out comes content. 
All right, Garrett, without further ado, mm-hmm. it is time to read from the sacred texts because do it. we got to talk about soundtracks. So first off, I love music. I mean, people who have been listening to me podcast for a long time know that, you know, I've, I always was very passionate about music, you know, from a very young age. You know, uh, my parents were both really into music uh, and my brothers are, were all into music. And so was I. I just kind of dragged along with them. I used Did to play, you play anything. I played oh, okay. the drums. I played the piano. Mm, um, nice. I played some. I went, I went and played some gigs with the drums, but I'm, I'm nowhere near the, the, the musician that my brother is. Actually, my older brother, Kyle, mm. is quite the guitarist. And he, he's, you know, played Got a whole bunch of fancy shows and stuff like that. So, um, well, I, and I've always had this, you know, great, you know, thing with music. So, of course, mm-hmm. one of the big reasons uh, why I got so sucked into video games growing up and then also one of the reasons why video games have always continued to be part of my life is because the music in video games is really excellent, especially in RPGs. So we did this mm-hmm. episode. Our second episode had to be about soundtracks and we ha- we composed our like top 10 list, which we'll go over as to like our top 10 soundtracks of all time. Uh, and then tonight we're going to add 10 more to the list and talk about mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But before I get into that, Garrett, I have a question for you, a question that yes. I am remiss. I didn't. I don't remember us talking about on the first episode uh, or first time okay. we did this, but correct me if we did, Garrett. But I mean, it actually is good to, for us to talk about again because we do have a lot of new listeners to the show. Um, and that is what kind of music do you like to listen to outside of games, Garrett? Because mm. I feel like, you know, the way music works is that there's no right or wrong answer as to what's the best and what's the worst. It's all about, you know, your internal biases and what, what type of music stylings you like and what you don't like. And that plays into, mm-hmm. okay, what's, what's going to be our favorite, you know, RPG albums is going to play into that a little bit. So I want to know, Garrett, what kind of music you listen to outside of video games? Cause I think that's going to play a little bit into your, your choices here. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, first off, before I get into, like my music genres, I actually uh, played an instrument as well. Oh, um, I did. Yeah, I played the clarinet uh, from sixth grade, which I was eleven years old. So eleven till I was oof, nineteen. So yeah, until the, I I did the marching band in high school, did the marching band in college, did you know a regular band or whatever in high school as well. Um, music has been a huge part of my life. I, I know how to read music. I know how to get into it. Uh, at least with the clarinet, mm-hmm. I know it's like different for everything else. Um, but yeah, very much enjoy music and, you know, listening to it all the time and I love my music and games as well, especially RPGs. Um, the kind of genre I, I listen to, I think it's pretty predictable for me. It's like kind of like uh it's like modern like like it could be modern rock but it can also just be like just contemporary in general just okay. like um the bands i'm thinking of right now that i just listen through on repeat is like tame impala uh gorillas uh red hot chili peppers is a is a big one for me um lincoln park was like my jam back in the day yeah <laughs> for sure i know that feeling um <laughs> Um, I do like some or- orchestral pieces of, as well. Um, and, and just go through playlists of those for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm pretty predictable. I, I, what I do with music is I, I actually genuinely like to l- like listen through an album mm-hmm. just to make sure I get the whole message from the artist. And then probably like after, 
three or four times, I'm just like, okay, let me pick out the songs that I kind of really like and just like hop it over to my playlist on Spotify. And I'm pretty much uh, good to go. Um, and then sometimes if I feel like, oh, I, I haven't, you know, heard of this band in a while, I would just go back to their Spotify playlist, kind of like go through some of their albums. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty, uh, Churches is a big one for me too. Um, Phoenix. I think yeah, yeah. Phoenix is a is a big one. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Nice, nice. I, th- mm-hmm. I feel I feel like we get along at least a little bit, not just in the realm of RPGs, but in music. I, I mean, I don't feel like we listen to a lot of the same bands, but I feel like we listen to very similar styles of music, anyways. Which I think you know, oh, nice helps cool. complement things a little bit. Now, I'm also kind of more all over the place because I listen to a lot of other stuff, and it was definitely not like that because when mm-hmm. I was first really getting into music in high in high school i was really much just into just rock music metal music anything like that like especially new metal mm-hmm. at, at, like during the late 90s early 2000s like i was nice. i was the the lincoln park person i was the corn person i was the person who was into limp biscuit i w- i was that guy uh, who was into all that stuff and because i had like this giant collection of uh, cds at home like I, at one point i owned like 500 cds because i you know oh, li- listened to so much <laughs> so much music but it was all it was all rock music because i i just didn't really branch out a whole lot when it came to a lot of music mm-hmm. especially because like I, I i like i was i felt myself becoming a little bit of a music snob in a way where like you know electronic music come, would come on or something like that and i'd kind of like turn my nose up to it and be like no thank you no thank you i don't want any part of that because it doesn't have any like heavy guitars in it and stuff like that (laughs) um so but but as i've gotten older um i really started to branch out a lot like towards the end of high school i was really getting into a lot of rap uh and hip-hop um on top of rock but a lot of that just had to do with listening to a lot of rap rock which was popular at the time and then getting into and then that kind of being the gateway into you know, listening to to rap and hip hop on top of that. Um, and I listened mm-hmm. to a lot of that during my college years. But then after that, you know, video game soundtracks really kind of got me into electronic music and dance music and EDM, and a lot of other uh, different styles of music. Uh, but I kind of just mm-hmm. listen to anything at this point. Like I like pop music. I like uh, a lot of, you know, electronic music. I, I'd of course still love a lot of rock music as well. Um, some of my all time favorite bands, of course, are, you know, bands like Nirvana or Lacuna Coil or Muse mm-hmm. or a bunch of other, nice. you know, rock bands, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, another one of my favorites. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, I do like a lot of you know, rock stuff. That's still probably still my favorite stuff, but I don't know. There's a lot of electronic stuff I like. And especially now I just find myself, I'm not listening to as much music with vocals anymore because a lot of times the times that I am listening to, to music, um, I are, is usually when I'm working and the last thing I want is music with vocals mm-hmm. to do that, which is why a lot of times what ends up actually happening is, uh, you know, outside of playing games, a lot of times I end up actually listening to game soundtracks because they don't have vocals and because I find that game music is actually pretty good to work to along with, like oh, whether definitely. I'm you know, yeah. editing something or if I'm doing work just on my normal work day when I'm normally listening to music. Like that's when I'm listening to music the most is usually when I'm working on something. So I don't want vocals anyways. So that's why just naturally what I'm listening to a lot more now is just more of the orchestral stuff or you know, video mm-hmm. game stuff or, you know, electronic stuff specifically. Um, and, and a lot of the rock stuff's called, kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit, despite the fact that I still like all that stuff. So 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the musical journey I went on. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, I can l- listen to, you know, all that stuff myself or likewise, you know, when I'm, you know, in the car with my girlfriend for a couple hours on the way to her place, um, she likes to listen to a lot of pop music and I'm okay with listening to that too. So I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. all over the place when it comes to music style. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I do want to admit that, you know, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. Um, I, I don't listen to a lot of her music, but her latest album, it's pretty banging. Yeah. I, I, I do like her latest album. She, yeah. Growing to her own genre away from the, even away from the pop. It's like a blend of like pretty much a lot of different things. It was, it's a pretty cool album. So I'll give her credit. Yeah. And also, I'm like you in the sense that I like to listen to full albums as well. Like, I'm not the type of person that it's like, all right, I just want to throw my playlist of songs on random and then just have it pick a random assortment of songs for me. Like, I'm listening to the radio. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like that style at all. Like, I mostly like listening to a full album at least a couple times Mm -hmm. before, you know, listening to songs on their own as well. So I'm, you and I are kind of similar on that page as well. Cause I like the, cause I I kind of miss the idea of, you know, cracking open a CD, you know, reading through the booklet as you listen to the whole album and stuff like that. looking at the artwork and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. There was something about that. That was just like a really, like a really cool thing to do. You just chill, chill and relax and just get really get enveloped in like an artist's music that just, I just don't find that out. It's a musical journey. That's that's what I think. It's like, okay, the artist wanted me to listen to these songs in this order. Why is that the case? And yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I like to at least listen to the whole album at least a couple times. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I'm like, and, and I've always kind of been like that too. Like I've never been – like even when I was collecting CDs, I was never the person that would go out and buy a single of you know some random song – um, rather than just buying the full album. Because at that point, it's like, well, if mm-hmm. I like a couple songs from this artist, I'll give their album a chance at that point and, mm-hmm. and definitely try try some other stuff out. But anyways, we've gone on long enough about this. We should talk about RPG soundtracks. So before we sure. add 10 more games to our list, because I am imagining, Garrett, we probably even have enough fuel in the tank for maybe a volume three at some point. Um, but the first, the first 10, ta- 10 soundtracks that we did last time, we did Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy fourteen, Transistor, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Dancing All Night, Mass Effect 2, The Elder Scrolls Online, Chrono Cross, Near Automata, and Trials of Mana. Those were the 10 we have uh, uh, inducted into the RPG, you know, soundtrack wall of fame at that point. So we're, we're going to induct 10 more games tonight. We're going to kind of go back mm-hmm. and forth and talk about these. So, uh, Garrett, would you like to go first or second in talking about soundtracks? I'll go second. Why don't you go first, Ryan? Oh, oh. I'm, I'm interested how you reveal your list, your your, your five uh, oh. favorites. So we're gonna we're gonna do this in an interesting way because I feel like I'm gonna go most traditional to least okay. traditional and kind of experimental. Um, and also, you know, a shout out to Lockleth in the chat because uh, I'm going to pull a Lockleth because I have almost all these games physical. So I'm going to be showing off, showing off the physical games, including game number one. Um, this game mm. came out in the late 90s. Uh, it was a game that we kind of took a chance on because uh, we saw these like random commercials for it on TV. And uh, I, my, it was my brother Kyle's birthday. And he got the choice of getting any game he wanted on the PlayStation One for his birthday. Um, so the, we, we he went to Walmart and we was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a chance on this game, mm-hmm. see if it's any good. And turns out, Garrett, this game's pretty darn good. 
But it's not just the game that's good. The music for this game is pretty good. And that game is The Legend of Dragoon on the PlayStation 1, um, which, by the way, folks, if you want to be playing this, it's out this week on PlayStation Plus uh, Premium this week. Or you can buy it separately on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, which is actually the way I... Oh, you can buy it separately. Yeah, because this is actually... um, Many people don't remember this. This is actually a Sony first-party title. So this is actually made by Sony. Uh, In fact, this was Studio Japan um, back when Studio Japan was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I I mean, Shuhei Yoshida worked on this game, for God's sake. Like, there are so many people working on this. That's pretty cool. Four discs, Garrett. This is a four-disc game that makes full use of all four discs. But it also makes great use of the music. So the music is actually composed by Takeo uh, Muratitsu, who actually uh, composed Jumping Flash which is another PlayStation first-party game from uh, Studio Japan, uh, as well as Dennis Martin, who worked on a couple TV shows, um, but kind of has disappeared from the musical radar kind of after the game, this game came out, which is interesting. Um, but when I say the most th- that this is the most traditional, like out of all the soundtracks I'm going to induct tonight, this is the one that is the more traditional fantasy-sounding soundtrack, mm-hmm. where even though... This game was not going for, you know, super orchestral. It was going for, you know, more traditional fa- uh, fantasy games. And John32 in the chat asks, is that your brother's copy or did you buy your own? This is actually Kyle's copy of the game. So, a, but I mean, it became, it, it became mine eventually. Hey, I've got three more copies of Legend of Dragoon in a box over there, Garrett. I can pull oh one of them out goodness. if you want me to. Um, That's crazy. But, but no. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways, so Legend of Dragoon, the main reason I like it, number one, I think the the just the 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 battle themes as well as the a lot of the other exploratory themes are very memorable. Um, There's one where you're going through this um, like high tech palace towards the middle of the game where you're fighting one of the bigger bosses in the game. And it's got this like really cool kind of like techno sounding feel to it that's also merged with this you know, traditional fantasy style to create this like weird mashup of a song. That's really cool. cool. Um, but I, I like the battle theme again, super catchy. A lot of the late game themes or a lot of the, the themes around um, specific big moments in the game are like these like grand, you know, musical pieces. And I just really like the music of this game. Also the opening theme song with the, the lyrics and stuff. Incredible. Just really well, well done on on the the singer's part. Who I'm blanking on, I should have written that down, um, because I think the the soundtrack is great. It's on Spotify as well, so if you want to go listen to it yourself. In fact, um, of all the ones I have tonight, almost all of them are actually on Spotify. Um, if you want to go listen to a lot of these for yourselves, um, but Legend of Dragoon, Jagru- fantastic soundtrack. I love it a lot, and uh, again, it's the most traditional sounding one on my list. But I had to include it because it's definitely. One of the one of the more memorable PlayStation One RPG soundtracks to me. Oh, really? Really cool. Um, I'm I'm glad to hear that. And you know, I'll I'll toss Legend of Dragoon into the dark abyss that is my backlog because um, I hear it's really really good. And I I do have like a kind of a gap with PlayStation One RPGs, mm-hmm. um, and so that that would be one that I would definitely gravitate towards. Um, it sounds like a really cool soundtrack yeah so um uh, more akin to the classic rpgs you know the or- orchestral versions yeah. especially you know hearing final fantasy 7 um you know coming from ps1 and then just i hear like other ps1 music 
every now and then in RPGs. And I, I don't know, like hearing it now, it seems a little dated, but maybe it's just like you got to be there at the time. But I, I, I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, I did like Final Fantasy VII classic music. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's just like, oh, no, this is definitely coming from that era, which is cool. Yeah. As well. well, also, yeah. too, like you have a lot of different musical stylings with the PlayStation one because like you've got games like Final Fantasy seven that are purely MIDI soundtracks because you can definitely tell like it was in development mm-hmm. for the Super Nintendo originally. And then it was yeah. in developed for, for for the Nintendo 64 and then it came to the PlayStation. So you can definitely tell like that's why the music stylings are like that. Whereas if you listen to Final Fantasy nine, which came out like four years after that, it's like CD quality soundtrack that is not MIDI at all. Like they're two Mm. very different styles. And again, depending on when the games were in development or when they came to the PlayStation one, you'll usually hear one of the two of those. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the reasons why like um, the, the, the music on the PlayStation one can be so diverse or can be so different for each other. Just like legend of Dragoon is one of the later titles for PlayStation one. So that's one of the reasons why it gravitates more towards the, the CD um, style music, like that, what you would normally get, like a, like the traditional sound music versus you know midi music like in uh a final fantasy 7 or mm, like one of the other games i'm going to talk about in fact probably the next game i talk about is going to fit in that game <laughs> sounds good awesome well right. that's a, a a good start uh definitely we'll have to listen to that soundtrack since it's on spotify of course i'll i'll dive into it all right so my first game, and actually it was an honorable mention in my previous episode, but I do want to shout it out now. Um, I love Pokemon. I love Pokemon a lot. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I like it for a lot of things. Music is not like, it's a hit or miss, but you have to enjoy the Pokemon music in order to like really get into the game. So I'm going to have to shout out the original Pokemon games. Ooh. I still think personally has like the best like chip tune soundtrack. I don't know. I think I gravitate towards of these chip tune music. That's why I love Shovel Knight um albums so much because mm-hmm. it's just like that chip tune but like without the limitations of that technology, they just go crazy with it. Um but yeah, Pokemon Red, Yellow and Blue. Some very nostalgic um chip tune music in there, man. Like, you know, going from Palatown um, the different Pokemon, you know, route music. Oh my gosh, I can just, I can hear it in my head right now. And like, I remember just like hearing this in my sleep too. I'm just like, wait, is my is my Game Boy on? Like, and I would check my Game Boy and be like, no, that's it's not on. It's it's literally in my head, just just going through the tones. <laughs> so yeah, I I really do enjoy. Uh, the soundtrack that the the only big reason I think of it is it's nostalgia, but it really hits on everything about the game, too. Right. You know, the battle music, catching a Pokemon, you just attach those tunes to what you're doing. And, you know, Pokemon did a pretty good job of like having that evolution going throughout the generations of literally keeping almost the same beat with the battle music and catching Pokemon, like like those two, in even the evolution uh, music as well. It's the same kind of beats. You kind of know what you're anticipating or expecting. Um, and it, it all came down to the original games mm-hmm. and whoever made that. So I'm going to have to shout it out. 
course, um, the ghost town. I forgot what the ghost town was called. I think Lavender Town or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was Lavender Town. Yeah, pretty dark. And it, that that spooked me a little. The music like haunted me when I was a kid. Um, yeah, so there we go. Shout out to Pokemon, Red, Yellow, Blue. I love your music that's so a, much. That's a really good one. I'm actually kind of surprised that I didn't think of that because you're at like Pokemon's always been known for good music, but a lot of it is like they kind of keep do, using a lot of the same themes or a lot of the same music going all the way back to the original games. And I think there's something mm-hmm. about, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue that like I it's part of the reason why I still like going back to playing those versions today because of the music and because of the way like it feels just, you know, walking around the towns in that game as well. Like I don't know. There's mm-hmm. just nostalgic elements to it all around. And I think the music is a big part of it. So I'm glad that you hit on that a little bit, Garrett, because I definitely think the music in, in the original Pokemon games really good. Like, I don't think you get a ton of music because like, I don't think there's a ton of variety there, but what you get is pretty memorable as well. Like to the point where mm-hmm. you're talking about where you're just like humming it after you're long, long after you're playing it and stuff like that. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I, I do like the other music. Like that's not even my favorite Pokemon set of games right third gen is but i don't like think of third gen music as the memorable one it's always the original and it's mm-hmm. just what they started with that yeah. was the root of of it all and now you hear music today in scarlet and violet you go through the battle music go through the catching it's like it's the same beats yep every time <laughs> yeah imagine if, so, if there was a, a series like final fantasy or something like that where they just like use the same songs over and over again for all the games that came out every single year. Like it, th- that just doesn't happen. It just like, it, um, right. for that reason, because like they want to vary it up and stuff like that. They do so- use some themes in some of the final fantasy, uh, games across the games, like the, the main final fantasy theme, for example, but not in the way mm-hmm. that Pokemon is where Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's music is pretty much just in a lot of ways, just a redone version of the original soundtrack. So mm-hmm. in so many ways, which is just funny I, to think about. I do have I do have to shout them out though when they have like, you know, kind of a boss like let's say the gym leaders or the Elite Four or like um legendary Pokemon, they do like to mix it up a lot. They're like, All right, now go crazy. Like every single game that they, they try and do. They they like to mix it up. So shout out to that part but other than that they're the root stuff is like all right let's go back to the same type of beats and you're gonna love it and it's, it, i think it's two things one's like it hits the nostalgia for the old pokemon players but like it's a very catchy uh set of beats for the new players as well so mm-hmm. of course it works yeah so there you go nice nice all right well next up garrett i gotta at least kind of do a sequel to one of the one of the games i picked last time because i've actually picked Trials of Mana last time, Garrett. Trials of Mana, fantastic mm-hmm. soundtrack. I think it's got a great Super Nintendo soundtrack. I would dare, dare say one of the best Super Nintendo soundtracks, but I think one of the other best Super Nintendo soundtracks comes from another game in the exact same series, and that is Secret of Mana. I got to throw out there, got to give it a shout out, especially because like this is going to be my only Super Nintendo addition to the list. And the Super Nintendo, for folks that, out there know, is, of course, probably one of the best consoles for rpgs especially with with music because the way that you know composers worked with the the super nes you know music chip they did incredible stuff with it and secret of mana was no exception the soundtrack of course comes to us from hiroki kakuda who did soul Calibur 5 indivisible romancing saga and a whole lot of games 
for Square Enix, uh, including all of the, the, the games in the Mana series up until, I think, Donna Mana on the PlayStation 2. Um, so he, he's done a lot of the, pretty much every game in the series for the most part, um, or at least all the good ones, I'll say. Um, so the Secret of Mana music, similar to what you talked about with Pokemon, Garrett, it's not just nostalgia, but it's catchy in, in a way that it almost feels like it's nostalgia, like just the, the battle music from Secret of Mana or just the opening, you know, credit, um, credit crawl where it's, you know, describing the story to you. And it's got like this foreboding music underneath, but then it turns into this like awesome uh, uplifting song after that, like the way it morphs into that. Um, even some of the spooky areas, it's got kind of this like really good spooky music in it. Um, the, even just the town theme where you're going to go buy items. Um, there, it's got some really memorable music there that I can literally just like, I'm hearing in my head as I'm just describing it. Um, it's, it's the prototypical example of the prime example of a great Super Nintendo soundtrack with great catchy tunes um, that not only establish help establish the world, but also keep you humming along the way as you play through it. And, and will get stuck in your head for days because some of the songs in Secret of Mana are super catchy. And you you will you will be humming them just like I am in my head right now. And I because I don't want to annoy people. I don't want to hum it on the podcast, but. Uh, I can definitely tell like there's some really catchy songs in that in that game. And uh, I think it's just a fantastic soundtrack from top to bottom with a lot of great variety. You know, whether you're up in up in the north, you know, hanging out with Santa Claus and you've got this, you know, icy theme to go along with it. That really sets the mood um, to even just the, the the song of mana when you when you first get the, the mana sword or go to the water temple for the first time. And, and the music that plays there with this like um, almost like aqua beat that goes along with it like it's got like an interesting time signature on the song um the the music in secret mana is is timeless and it's definitely one of the best soundtracks out there in fact it's funny because when they did the remake of secret of mana what they decided to do is they would they decided to fully um redo all the music with an orchestra and then have you play that uh, as the background music in in the secret mana remake but there was a toggle in the menu to then go in and turn on the super nintendo music instead and the orchestral music it just didn't translate the same way because there was something Mm -hmm. about the way that they programmed that music for the super nintendo that played into the reason why that music is timeless so it's mm-hmm. it it was definitely the the much better avenue to go in. So Secret of Mana, I have to give it a shout out. It's an incredible game with a great soundtrack. Cool, it sounds good, man. Another, um, you know, more classic RPG that yeah. you know I'm gonna have to listen to the music and get into it. That, that seems really cool. Yeah, um, have to, it, yeah. it'll be on the list at some point for for Garrett's backlog adventure. You know. <laughs> At it's some point, that's a new perfect. segment coming soon. Probably at the end of the show. Actually, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. But definitely, yeah, Sounds that's a game man. that will definitely be there at some point. If it's not, it's it won't be tonight's game that I give Garrett, but it will be there at some point. Is, is that one on Switch? Is that the one I have on Switch? I think I have that. It one. is in the collection of Mana on Switch. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, because because cool. God cool. forbid, Garrett Square Enix would not put their games on Switch Online. Like that would never happen. They'll just sell you the games instead. I mean, they're they're smart not to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works. It works, right? Yeah. It's it's why all these people keep keep saying that Super Mario RPG will come one day, and I'm just like, no. You're just laughing. <laughs> no, it's, you suckers are buying the physical edition of Final Fantasy One through Six, and having it shipped over 
I don't like the fact that you're Great calling point. me a sucker, Garrett, because I'm I'm getting that. And now, to be fair, I'm not one of the buying one of the the Play Asia versions. I actually got mine from the Square Enix store. But, yeah, 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 got it. But I'm, I'm to be fair, I'm getting the collector's edition with the the vinyl record and everything. So you're you're getting you're you're going all out. I'm the, I'm that I'm, literally the the target demographic for that collector's edition. So, so you do you collect vinyl records? For, uh, I for, don't for have games, a so. collection of them, but I have one that, okay. that is starting to amass at this point. I, I found it very interesting that there's so many offers of vinyl records related to video games. I don't I don't know what's the attraction between the two because I rarely see like a record player that, mm-hmm. that can able to play these vinyl record so i think it's just for a show right like i have one in my part. living room <laughs> i have a I, I, okay <laughs> okay I, i'm just curious how many people do though you know that yeah. that gets these so that's true i, I think find it interesting. yeah because like don't get me wrong it's cool to have like the 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 vinyl art to look through but come on you want to be able to listen to it that's the main reason you're getting a vinyl because because like the, the main reason you get a vinyl is because it is like right. the the best uncompressed way of listening to that music. OK, OK. It's it's all about the sound yeah. with, with the record play. OK, cool. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, because that, that's because like that's the thing with music where like mu- music quality has only gone down as new technology for music has been introduced because, you know, ta- uh, you went to cassettes which were less than worse than CDs. So then you got CDs. But then when you went down to MP3s, the musical quality just shot down. And then streaming services mm-hmm. is even lower than that, where you're listening to when you stream music on Spotify, a lot of times it's worse than what's on the radio as far as quality wise. Oh, so, that so that's why people that's why people chase the vinyl records, guy. Mm, I'm not an audiophile, so OK. That, yeah, I also saw a lot of Persona vinyls too yeah so, and people going crazy over it i'm like I, I i'm just i'm just um intrigued this over this significant overlap of the music <laughs> listeners and audiophiles over the video gamers and yeah. the collectors like it's they're they're pretty they go hand in hand but vinyl Sign- record vinyl collecting it's actually become much more popular these days uh just across mm. the board you know whether you're a movie person or you know a tv person or you know just a listener of music so um cool yeah, i think it plays into it a little bit but anyways we got a, a little off topic garrett because i want to hear from you next Wait, what's your next game sounds good game number two and i think this one's pretty predictable as well because i had another game from this studio last time super giant games i'm gonna have to have to shout out bastion it is another great soundtrack from that line of studios bastion in action adventure role-playing game um i think it's one of the first generation of like indie games that you can think of like like just starting out um that that was super giants you know debut game as well and um they put a lot of heart and soul into their album it's mainly it's 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 composed by one person darren corb and he he does a lot of like the announcements too um of the game um like within his songs it's actually kind of cool because he like would like announce something and then a building would just drop in the game as he's just playing the guitar it's just like and it's just a string guitar um as as he keeps on going and then he mixes a lot of modern beats to it 
like you you'll have some rock beats or some drums or some some orchestral stuff it's a lot of mixed fusion elements put together and it's not a long uh album either it's only one hour mm-hmm. but um you look it up on Spotify because there's a lot of hits on it. It came out in 2011, the the soundtrack on Spotify. So, yeah. Um, but still, it's like I some of them are like seven, eight million hits on Spotify, which is pretty good uh, for for a video game soundtrack. That's that's like an indie video game soundtrack. That's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend if you have not played Bastion, I would recommend doing that. Um, I would not say like, oh, li- just listen to the soundtrack. I would say play the video game and listen to the music because the music really coincides with the gameplay, yeah, um, a lot. So, yeah, that's, especially that's with the way the narrator game. works too. Like, I feel like that mm-hmm. plays in with the music in such a a way that it almost feels hard to separate them. Like, I don't like that's the type of game where I don't know if I'd want to listen to the soundtrack on Spotify because I almost mm-hmm. feel like I'd miss be missing something without without the gameplay or without the narrator in a way. Mm-hmm. But that's a good pick though, because again, like just like you talked about with Transistor last time, you know, uh, Supergiant Games does not miss with their soundtracks. I think all their soundtracks are really, mm-hmm. really solid. And Bastion is mm-hmm. another prime example. Also good use of guitar in that one as well. I love- Very good the, use of guitar. I love the use of the guitar in the Bastion soundtrack. So I'm glad we have that on here mm-hmm. as well. I think that's a good one. And that was one um, when I knew, remembered you had talked about Transistor last time. I was like, he's probably talking about Bastion again this time. Of this course. Point. I think I, I won't like, if we do a following theory, I don't think there's another album from Supergiant Games that really stand out. Those are the two though. That yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Hades yeah, is pretty good. Are, I think the Hades soundtrack is pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah. But nice. Nice. And Pyro's soundtrack, I don't think it's that bad either. I think it's pretty good too. Pyre is long forgotten. Like it's it's that's an interesting game. Yeah, I I played a good chunk of it. I'm like, they they were really mixing with their ideas here. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Well, it's definitely time for Ryan Turford to pull out the most Ryan Turford pick of all time. Uh-huh. As we're starting to get to the more experimental soundtracks or soundtracks that are definitely less traditional sounding. Um, this one, of course, not the PlayStation One game. Um, and actually it's, it's closer to the final fantasy seven type where there is a, there is some MIDI music in this one, but it's, it's kind of in that weird gray area where they were starting to experiment with, you know, actual music and then MIDI music. So they, some of the soundtracks MIDI and some of it's not, but this soundtrack is Parasite Eve because of course, of course your boy, Ryan Turford has to find yet another reason to talk about Parasite Eve on a podcast. So the music for this, yeah, it's like, first of all, you, you'll be impressed when I tell you who composed this. Uh, this is Yoko uh, Shinomura. She composed street fighter two live alive, mm-hmm. super Mario RPG, Xenoblade Chronicles, as well as like hundred other games. Like she's composed some big stuff with some great music. So uh, that's got to tell you all you need to know about the musical quality behind a game like Parasite Eve. So, of course, I've talked about it before on the show, but Parasite Eve, in case y'all haven't are new to the podcast, is a survival horror RPG um, from Square Enix that takes place in New York City, and there's this big viral um, takeover and, and that's trying to, like, evolve the humans into, like, 
more evolved beings. Of course, these evolved beings want to, you know, rip each other's faces off and stuff like that, you know, in true horror fashion. Um, but the music that goes alongside Parasite Eve is really interesting because on one hand, some parts, some parts of the music are very much your typical Resident Evil, like setting the mood style of music to try and, you know, create a creepy atmosphere. But other other styles of music, like the the, the open uh, world theme where you're selecting where you want to go on the map of New York City, to the combat theme, to certain other things. There's like some crazy techno music in this game that, that fits in there, but it's just... It's just so good. Like I just love like the the musical variety and and different song types that are in this game. Um and they go kind of all over the place as far as range and styling. Um and I think just Yoko did a fantastic job of putting the soundtrack together. And it's one of the reasons why I like to go like this is one of the soundtracks I actually like to listen to when I'm working on stuff cuz yes, there's some of the, you know, atmosphere building stuff, um but there's a lot of like really like upbeat or just like fast paced tunes as well to really get the blood pumping in a good way. Especially again, the combat theme uh, like is just so, so good. It's one of the, one of my favorite RPG combat themes in any video, any RPG. So got to mm-hmm. give a shout out to Parasite Eve. Yoko Shinomura did an amazing job on it. And uh, I have to add it to the list, Garrett. Parasite Eve. What do you think? It sounds good, man. Uh, it sounds pretty interesting. Uh, like all the different like blends with that game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like you're going through these classic RPGs and you're like trying to explain to me what these music are. I'm just like, yeah, I, I guess so. And it's like, I'm glad I'm excited for you, Ryan. I, I really am. But I think other than listening to the soundtracks, I really got to play these games in yeah. order to like, you know, actually, you know, feel what you're feeling uh with the with this music of course too it's nostalgic for you and i think nostalgia hits a big you know um side with uh with different games as well so that's true but i will say a game like parasite eve i did not play in for until the first time for until a couple of years ago so oh interesting it's okay. a newer game to me so it's not it's definitely not a nostalgia thing with that one and actually these next two uh, funny enough, Garrett, are actually newer games that are that are not nostalgic picks. Um, mm-hmm. But I know you haven't played them either. So it's just, we're going to run into the same thing even with newer games. So just to throw it out there. For sure. For sure. Sounds good. But, As I, yeah, that, that, that's what I think of it, Ryan. It's like, good for you. And I will listen to the soundtrack when I get to it in the, the backlog adventure. You better believe um, Parasite Eve is going in there. You do know that, that that's like one of the first ones I'm going to pick for you. You said it's a short game. You can. So, it is. You can beat it in eight hours. That's pretty good. Yeah, that that, that is short. That's yeah. like a and week. And it's and, and when I say eight hours, it's eight hours like linear enough where you won't. It won't be like Golden Sun, and you won't get lost for twenty hours, Garrett. Oh, that's and good. there's and there's no grinding either. So there you go. Cool. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Garrett, I'm what's down. your next game? My next game. I think uh, you know this one. Um, I is going to be in here because, uh, you know, it's been a couple years between our last soundtrack episode and this one. We played a lot more RPGs since then. Yep. And of course, this one had to be in there, had to be included. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 yep. soundtrack. Oh, my gosh. Like, give me in all the feels. My goodness. So do you, do you know the music composer uh, for... Xenoblade Chronicles 3? 
I've heard I'm of his curious. name, but I haven't. I don't remember it off the top of my head. So you have to is refresh my memory. Is it Yasunori Matsuda? I, I think the the person who made Chrono, like composer of Chrono Trigger and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and many other RPGs, Xenogears, stuff like that. Um, yeah, he. I guess he, he directed this as well. And maybe Kokojima, maybe? I don't know. Anyways, the music here is fantastic. And of course, it's centered around the flute music, the classic flute music into the games that kind of just wrapped around how to send people off in, in you know, after death. It's kind of a, you know, it, ma- it makes you think music is uh, transcendent, you know, pretty spiritual, powerful stuff. Uh, especially like when you have, you know, the two separate clans having their own flute music tunes separately as a song, different songs. And then once they come together, it's harmonized and like kind of like doing different beats and everything. But it's the it, and you can tell, oh, it's supposed to be the same song. And I think that's super cool. I think that was a great way of melding music into game and story and exposition. Um, this game is all about like letting go and like transcending off like how how do we let the people not die in vain? How 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 do we send them off in peace after you know what they've gone through life? That you know and that's why they had certain people, you know, practice doing this flute music stuff is to you know, send them off. Um, I think they did an incredible job with the music. Other than the flute music, of course, there's a lot of great orchestral pieces um, that really hit you (laughs) in a lot of emotional scenes. I wouldn't say, like, the atmospheric music in the game is fine. It's not, like, nothing to write home to, but definitely, like, during cutscenes, I was, like, just going into tears just because it was a climactic scene and then there's the emotional orchestral piece i'm just like oh my gosh why are you doing this to me and it's just raising all the scenes and you know the endorphins are going um yeah so there you go xenoblade chronicles 3 you did a really good job of putting your music into the gameplay into the story um so yeah that's one of my top soundtracks because of it yeah I knew that that one was coming. And if it wasn't that one, it might have been even just the original Xenoblade Chronicles. But definitely three. That's the one that I've heard from a ton of people because I still haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles 3, of course. I have the collector's edition on my shelf, but I haven't played it yet. I'll play it at some point, maybe one you. day. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's like it's come up time and time again that the music is one of the best parts of the game. So um, hmm. I could definitely understand yes. why you'd pick that as your choice. And it all makes sense as far as the themes and, and are concerned in the game. So. I'm happy that you picked it and happy you added it to the list. If for nothing else, so then we don't get an angry letter from Nagachaka last week asking why we didn't pick it. So, yeah, because, you know, that would happen. You know, he would. would he been, would let us know about it. He'd been pretty angry. Yeah. If at been. least not one of the three. Yeah, because we yeah. talked and he hit because we talked about near Automata last time and he's going to play Chronicles 3. So I feel like Nagachaka is, you know, satiated at this point. Yes. Yes. He's filled. Yeah. All right. Garrett, moving on. Because, of course, this episode is celebrating Fiat Rhythm Final Bar Line. Of course, you know, celebrating 30 years of incredible Final Fantasy music. The Final Fantasy series has has been no stranger to incredible soundtracks throughout the years. In fact, last time I picked Final Fantasy 14 
as my favorite Final Fantasy soundtrack. It still is at this point, um, even with the addition of Endwalker that we got between the recording of the last episode and this episode like that soundtrack is incredible. One of the best, like probably one of the top five soundtracks I've heard in the last decade for a game is Endwalker. But that's not the the, the game I'm going to add tonight to the list, because I told you I'm going to be a little more out there with some of these picks. And, and I think for good reason, because this one actually out of all of the games that I'm going to pick tonight plays so much into and in, in my own internal biases and in my own musical styling as far as the type of music I like to listen to. Um, and this one is kind of a strange pick for for those that, you know, think about the the the, the history of Final Fantasy games, because this is actually a newer Final Fantasy game. This one actually came out uh, in 20. 13. So it is not a old game or anything like that. No old game is old here. Um, in fact, it's from a series of Final Fantasy games that people do not like because Final Fantasy fans Notorious. traditionally do not like the Final Fantasy 13 games at all. But I have always said that the Final Fantasy 13 games have always all had great soundtracks, whether it's the original one or Final Fantasy 13 2. But the one I'm going to add is Lightning Returns. Final Fantasy 13, the game that, again, nobody likes this game except me. But again, most part of the reason why I like this game as much as I do is because of the soundtrack. So the soundtrack is composed by Masahashi Hamauzu, and he did not just the Final Fantasy 13 soundtracks. He also did Final Fantasy 7 remake soundtrack, which people love. Um, But of course, I love the, the 7 remake soundtrack, but I like... I think that the Lightning Return ones is actually more consistent across the board as far as themes that I really like. So um, one of the things I love about this soundtrack is because is it basically like takes these um, it has these like really rocking songs. Like there's a lot of rock music in this game that that's you know spliced in with violins or uh, synthesizers. So it kind of blends you know electronic and rock music in a great way with these like these string violins throughout the case. Like the battle theme is kind of all over the place with you know the violins and these really like bassy um, bass riffs in there as well as um, some awesome use of some synthesizer in there as well to create like this very catchy battle theme. Um, but even it's just a lot of the exploration themes or some of the, the themes that play in some of the bigger moments are, are just kind of all over the place and try, are very air experimental as far as the music tellings. And that's one of the things I love about it because it actually uh, it's one thing when you tr- when they try and do something experimental with music and it kind of falls flat on its face and it you know just doesn't work, but that's not what happens here. I actually think the music actually really heightens the experience and definitely makes a game that is that would normally just be mediocre, you know, cross over the mediocrity line and actually make the game a better experience overall because the music is in it. So, uh, and in fact, it's one of the reasons that that drew me to want to try this game in the first place was because I heard the music before the game came out and was like, okay, I'm not really into the Final Fantasy 13 games at the time, but I do want to try this one because the music was so good. And I was definitely let down by the game itself, but the music was great the entire time I was playing it. And then it's also one of those soundtracks, again, I listen to a lot when I'm working or doing other things because it's just so gosh darn good. It's 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 better than the game deserves. At, at this point. So Final Fantasy Lady Returns Final Fantasy 13, aka Final Fantasy 13 3. That is the soundtrack I am submitting from the Final Fantasy series. Tonight, I'm sure if we do another one of these, 
Of course, I'll bring up another Final Fantasy soundtrack, but I had to include this one here. And I also, again, didn't want to, because it's just, it's easy, Garrett. It's easy to just pull up Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy IV from mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo or Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Just say, yeah, we'll just add that. No, no, that's that's not Ryan Triplett's style, okay? <laughs> you're you're, you're um, going to be the I, underdog. I will, I will fight for Lightning Returns um, because, again, it's just it plays so well into the type of music I already enjoy outside of games um, that, mm-hmm. it, that just made me like that soundtrack even more. So had to include cool. it here as definitely, I think, one of the better Final Fantasy soundtracks. Cool. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you enjoy uh, the soundtrack. And, I'm, you know, it's kind of interesting um, that you say that that pushes the mediocrity of the game like over to like actually a good game yeah um because of the soundtrack it really enhances experience i there's very few examples to me where i was like you know i'm not really enjoying a game or it's pretty medium or mediocre and the soundtrack like pushes it to the Mm. next thing but you know i don't think about the music as much but if it's good like pretty good music it's like I, I'm right there with you. It's like, oh, this is actually, you know, even though the game's kind of, kind of mid or whatever, this soundtrack is pretty dope. So I'm just going to keep on just listening to it. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I hear Final Fantasy 13, pretty good on Xbox. It's yeah. not on Xbox Game Pass anymore, but it's, it's, I heard it performs pretty well. Yeah, they, they went back and they kind of re-upped the performance of the game and um, they actually up all the, the cinematics to 4K um, instead of, you know, compressed 720p like they were in the original uh, Xbox 360 version. My goodness. Um, but Lightning Returns actually looked good on all, like, both 360 and PS3. Um, so it was the one that got the least amount of work when they they did the, the porting. But 13 and 13.2 definitely needed the extra work because the 360 versions of both those games were terrible. Hmm. Gotcha. Sounds good. Yeah. I I didn't realize it came out so late, like 2013. I I don't think I was like really in the know of Final Fantasy during yeah. the time. It came out and the I, same I year as the PlayStation 4. Yeah, the same year as PlayStation 4. Yeah. I I, I distinctly remember playing a lot of Portlands too during that year, and it's yeah. like that that was like the only game I was thinking of. <laughs> um. But man, 13.3. I, I definitely want to go and, you know, try out all these different Final Fantasy games, but yeah. you, you'll set me on the street. You got to finish Final Fantasy VII first because you've already started that one. Gary. That's true. That's and then, true. You, then you go Actually, from Actually, I'll probably restart it. I'll probably restart that one. Right. I, I forgot a lot of it. Then you can go back to all the right. Gold Saucer all over again. But Garrett, what's your last game? Oh my God, Gold Saucer. Anyways, next game. Uh, for me, this, this one's an interesting pick. I would not say this is everyone's like oh my gosh great pick garrett this is like an amazing soundtrack this is like more like an acquired taste definitely for me definitely atmospheric shimigami tensei 5 now it's a great game it's a very great gameplay uh story is kind of meh um but the soundtrack to this is probably the one the most obscure soundtracks i have heard in a video game, it has a lot of man, just like minor keys and more electronic synth type of vibe going on. Um, it's w- meant to be more atmospheric than anything else. Um, and if you do look at the soundtrack on Spotify, you will notice like um, a lot of people like kind of just go through like a lot of the songs there 
and pick out the best ones. And there's like four or five of the the songs in there that are like it's like okay, four thousand, four thousand, three hundred thousand, and then back to two thousand, three thousand. You hit those hundred thousand hits, and those songs are like they're banging. Like you're ready to go. You're ready. You know, just, you know, start a run or go and study. It's like really hyping up music. Has a lot of electronic uh, beats to it for sure. It has more minor tones than anything. It's pretty dark. It's pretty twisted, um, but it's so cool. Like the way that they just blend the guitar electronic like riffs in there, and just it's like, oh my gosh, this is this is really really cool. And I I'm glad that they did this. And it's one of the few video games. Actually, I I don't think I've told you this before, Ryan, but in a lot of RPGs, um, once I'm getting into the motion if i'm not like in a story scene or or whatever i'm just like grinding um i mute the game a lot i don't know why it's just i think it's just so repetitive to me it's like okay i could be paying attention to something else and and just you know walk around the world and mute and just be fine i do that for a lot of rpgs this one in particular it's like okay no (laughs) once i'm in battle i like I want to hear that music so badly. And so this is one of the very few games that I did not mute um, a lot of the time. So there you go. Shemagami Tensei 5 is one of my favorite uh, like soundtracks, but I can understand it's not for everyone. Yeah. For sure. It definitely doesn't sound like the type of soundtrack I would listen to a lot, but I'm glad that um, you've, like, it definitely worked for you, especially with how long you, I remember you playing that game, Garrett. So you must have really so liked long. the soundtrack if you left the soundtrack on as long as you did while you were playing that game. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was pretty good, especially the battle music. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. All right. Last pick of the night, Garrett, before we go to audience submissions. Uh, this one, also from Atlas, also came out after we recorded the last episode of... Uh, the, the the last soundtrack episode and was actually my favorite game to come out in 2020. Uh, and that game is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim on the Switch and the PlayStation 4 uh, because this nice. game it, the soundtrack is bonkers. It is all over the place because on one hand, uh, it, it kind of fits with the duality of the, the two game styles you've got here. Because on one hand, when you're in the visual novel-esque kind of segments where you're walking around town or walking around school with your friends and stuff. You know, you've got very normal sounding music and stuff like that. Like it's very traditional sounding music. But Garrett, when you go into mech battles and you're fighting Kaiju, oh man, that's an EDM lover's dream. This soundtrack, this, uh, the, the music when you're playing in the combat is Incredibles. It, it is bonkers. Um, they, in fact, most of the songs are composed in such a way where as you progress through certain stages of the battle, the music will then change depending on the stage that you are, the, the, the section of the battle you're in and then go throughout it. And then like the final boss theme is like amalgam an amalgamation of like all the other themes from all the other battles in the game that kind of play through as you're progressing through certain moments of the final battle It's just like. Oh my God. It's just, I can't even like, I'm just kind of smiling from ear to ear, just talking about this soundtrack because the soundtrack is so good. It sticks with you in such an incredible way that again, just what I talked about with lightning returns, it really heightens an already great experience even higher with how, like how integral the music is both into in the 
uh, battle scenes, but even just when you do have the more kind of, you know, simple melodies or uh, the more normal music outside of the battles, like all that stuff is great too. Um, Including uh, during some key moments where you've got music that really heightens the tension. Um, The music in in 13 Sentinels is like a tour de force. Um, It's done by uh, Hiroshi Sakamoto, who did the music for Valkyria Chronicles and Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, as well as a whole bunch of other games for, for Square Enix and Sega. Um, and cool. this game is no slouch when it comes to the soundtrack. Um, I, and this is also the only one that I talked about tonight that's not on Spotify. Um, so if you want to hear any of this, the, the soundtracks I talked about tonight, you can go there and listen to them. This one, you, uh, 13 Sentinels, you'll have to go listen to on YouTube uh, if you're interested in checking it out. But God, the soundtrack is so good. And it, it, it's one of the things that just elevates this game from being an amazing game to a masterpiece, in my opinion, is the soundtrack. So, had to give it a shot. Nice, out. dude. Very cool. Um, yeah, I I didn't know the music was really good in that game. I know that game is good in terms of gameplay and story and character development. Um, I hear it all the time, like from you and from other people that played this game. Is like this one's the best ever. I'm just like, dang. Okay, I gotta I gotta check it out. But I, I thank you for. Uh, letting me know that the soundtrack is really good too. So yeah. I do have it. I've had it since, um, well, I, ha- I have it on PS4. I had it since maybe like 20 when it came out. It mm-hmm. was like 2020. Yeah, it came out in 2020. And, and remember, it go- I okay. remember it going on sale a lot. So I think you might have just yes. picked up probably when it was on sale because it goes yeah, on sale all the time. I wanted, to, I wanted to get the cover sleeve and everything. So I did get that. Um, really cool stuff. But I'll, I'll definitely. You know, hey, you you knock on that door more and more. I, I will probably get in that short, short list. You know, just keep knocking. Yeah, really it's fine. Cool, it's man. only like a 40 hour game, Garrett. Like, no problem. You just, you'll, I mean, just yeah. you'll crush it. <laughs> At least it's on Switch, then, but yeah. I know you don't have it there. But anyways, Garrett, before yeah. we move on, do you have any Let's honorable see. mentions that you want to go through real quick? Because we've been going for a while. We won't linger on them too long. I have my fifth pick. Can I, can I go through my fifth pick? I thought you already had five because you went first. No, oh, you oh wait, first. I went first. I'm sorry, I'm old. Please go on, Gary. I'm sorry I'm rushing the show. <laughs> it's all good. Um, my fifth pick, and I'll, I'll be quick about it too, um, is actually from a recent game I've been playing. Um, I haven't finished yet, Chained Echoes. You've heard about this one, and I definitely highly recommend it to anyone that pl- loves classic the top-down uh, RPG, JRPGs, like, you know, SNES, ps1 uh it reminds me so much of chrono trigger it's it's kind of crazy um but it blends in a lot of different things including the soundtrack which is actually made by um a smaller uh composer named eddie marion necro um i don't know i don't want to spell it out it's like kind of crazy but you can actually just look them up on twitter you can look at chain decos and like look up who the composer is he's actually from my hometown from dallas which is pretty cool to hear um and he you know is a big active on twitter he supports a lot of indie developers and and composers as well he does a very good job with the soundtrack it's very elaborate more elaborate than most other um indie rpgs that you see um it goes from just very you know light and orchestral pieces down to um like more synth wavy electronic beats fusion you know similar type of vibes going on um there's definitely some selected songs that are really cool 
um, on the whole soundtrack is on Spotify and on YouTube, uh, uploaded by him. Um, and so, yeah, I would just, you know, if you're not checking the game out, I would definitely check out the soundtrack even just for a little bit, just to get the feel of what this, like the soundtrack is. Cause I definitely like going through this game. It's like, it's a great game, but as you said, like the soundtrack really pushes the boundary. The soundtrack is really, really good. And it sets in um, kind of very atmospheric, has very different worlds. It has very different genres all around. So this this guy did a very good job for his like debut-ish type of uh, game. So yeah, there we go. Chained Echoes. My 10th nice pick. That's awesome. Or fifth, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that game is like still on my radar at some point. I do need to play it at some point. So maybe one day I'll play that game at some point. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, again, yeah, Garrett, you just keep throwing it up there. I'll just keep knocking on the door. I'll play it eventually at some point. And we could actually talk about it at some point. I think that would be kind That'd of be cool. That would be really cool. Chain Echoes is, is a really good game. I need, I need to go back to it after Fire Emblem. But yeah, the, the, by how much I play it, it's like I'll, I'll finish it um, pretty soon. Thanks. All right. Going to back my previous question, Garrett, any honorable mentions at all? Um, I think I'm good. I I, I think I'm out of no. of honorable mentions. I I went through my list, and um, other than kind of the honorable mentions I I mentioned last episode, I think the one was like Fire Emblem, uh, Shadows of Valencia, mm-hmm. was like one of my favorite uh soundtracks from from that uh from that franchise. But other than that, I think uh, I'm good. What about you? Nice. So one of my runner ups last time was Indivisible. Again, from the same composer as Secret of Mana. I still think that soundtrack's incredible, so I definitely highly recommend that one. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, because duh, of course. Uh, and then the other one I want to give a shout-out to, is we haven't ever mentioned it before, is Diablo 2. I actually have been playing a lot of like Diablo 2 Resurrected pretty late, like lately, and it nice. reminded me that that soundtrack's actually really good, especially like the the classic Diablo theme on like the, the the mandolin and even just like going to like the desert theme and stuff like that too. I just really love like the different themes for all the different areas in Diablo 2 and I think it's just a really strong soundtrack overall as well mm-hmm. like it just really fits mm-hmm. like the dark tone of that game in such a great way nice so I, I want to just give- I just got Diablo 2 on switch because actually spoiler alert, Diablo kind of sucks on Steam Deck you can't really install it and make it control very well because it's on a different browser so I did get it on switch with gold coins so I'm okay. pretty excited to play Diablo 2 Nice. On, on switch yeah. yeah yeah that game's still awesome so and it's got a great great soundtrack so had to include it there as well in fact i've been playing a lot of classic blizzard game lately because i've also been playing a lot of starcraft one some other stuff so there's nice that yeah all right let's let some of our audience into the cave with us let's start with nagachaka who said why do rpgs have the best soundtracks compared to other video game genres xenoblade chronicles one through three near automata and near replicant Persona 5 Royal, Skyrim, and Final Fantasy Remake, just to name a few. Well, to answer Nagichaka's question, I will say, I think the, re- the reason that it's part of that anyways, is just the way that the games are developed in the sense that the developers know that you're probably going to be spending a ton of time playing RPGs. So they want to make sure that the, the music itself is, is catchy, but also you're not going to get sick of it right away. Like that's the main reason why, you know, I think the, the battle theme in Persona 5 Royal is composed in the way it is where it's super catchy and gets stuck in your head, but it's also not 
ever really going to get annoying the like 200th time that you listen to it. Like it's purposely designed to do that. So I think that's just part of the reason why the R and all of that too, we're just naturally spending more time with RPGs. So I just think the music just resonates with us more than, you know, a game like Wolfenstein, the, the new order or something like that, because you're just spending so much more time with an RPG that you're just so much more attached to the music in that game. But what do you, what do you think about this idea, Garrett? Um, I, I think you're right. Uh, at least for that reason, I don't know. I argue that, um, RPG soundtracks are great, but like there's so many non RPG soundtracks that are fantastic too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm kind of agnostic. Like I, I don't lean that RPGs are like, Oh, I, I think they do a pretty good job of like making orchestral pieces and like making them more complete for the game. Um, but man, like I, I can name a few games that are non RPGs. I'm like, I would just be banging my head and just studying like all night with, with soundtracks like Hotline Miami. Yeah. Like, uh, Shovel Knight. Like those are the two big ones that yeah. like really get into my head. So yeah, I'm pretty agnostic about it. Yeah. I'll have to give the, I have to give the shout to doom doom 2016. That soundtrack doom. is still, yeah, dude. Oh, it's so good. Moving on, Brian X says, I'd have to say my favorite soundtracks come from the SNES era, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, Mega Man, and Super Mario RPG, to name a few. There's something about 2D music that just hits a bit harder than modern day soundtracks. Almost forgot Donkey Kong Country. So good. Yeah, a lot of those classic Super Nintendo soundtracks, it's hard to beat them. They're they're really good. Donkey Kong Country, man. So good. The music, at least the second one. Very. I love it so much. And then last one, Skycatcher Gaming. You, you might be proud of this one, Garrett. My favorites are Fire Emblem Three Houses, Ease 8, Radiant Historia, Nier, Grandia, and Shin Megami Tensei 5, to name a few. Why did you have to get me started on talking about all these RPGs with great music? So there you go. Someone else nice. who shares the love for Shin Megami Tensei 5's soundtrack, Garrett. Look at that. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, you're not alone. Oh. But then, Garrett, to round out the show, we got two non-music-related questions. The first one comes to us from I Can't See, who asks the question, how does the weapon degradation in Breath of the Wild compare to that of other games that you've played? And the answer is, there aren't many games that are like Breath of the Wild's weapon degradation system. Even in RPGs, when you can re- when you repair your equipment, it, you usually just go to the blacksmith and you press a button and it repairs your equipment and then you just go mm-hmm. about your day you know you're not mm-hmm. really dealing with you know the, the the weapons breaking or anything like that but uh what do you think about this question here because i because i just don't i think breath of the, mm-hmm. breath of the wild is just such a unique case that it's just hard to compare it against anything else yeah it's uh, i've been hearing this question a lot in in other podcasts and interesting answers and i think one that really resonated with me was donnie's answer from the nintendo shack um where he said it's like ammo yeah. Like, like what weapons are more like ammo than anything. it's more. Yeah. And I completely agree with them. It makes it more dispensable, these weapons. And so I feel like at least for Breath of the Wild, I did not have too much of a problem with the degradation just because I get so much more weapons. It would be a bummer if like a big, strong weapon got degraded and like broke away. But at the same time, there was just so many good weapons I, I had in my inventory available ready to switch. Like mm-hmm. it didn't really matter to me too much. Now compared to other games, 
all other games are not thinking that weapons are dispensable. They're just thinking that it loses its effectiveness. Like Dark yeah. Souls. You gotta and Monster Hunter. You gotta repair. You gotta sharpen your blade. Um I think the only other genre that does this, um, or or, or uh franchise that does this is it is the Atelier games. Mm-hmm. Um you can make weapons left and right in that game because you're crafting so much and there's a degradation to the weapons it's not as severe as for sure as as breath of the wild but yeah um it is an interesting question but it's just the way they handled weapons in that game is is very different than than other games i at least personally yeah it's pretty much every other game just very different from it so it's it's just it's mm-hmm. just hard to compare in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but and and likewise, I like the fact that we don't have a lot of RPGs that do that kind of thing because I just don't think they'd fit in. And and to to your point, mm-hmm. it, it 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 rides a fine balance. And the reason why Breath of the Wild worked in the way that it did with the the weapon degradation is that Nintendo found the right balance of making sure you have a you're fed with enough good weapons for it not to be mm-hmm. a miserable experience when one breaks. Like that's the only way that oh, a system like that works where it's enjoyable, anyways. But I agree. Moving on to our last question, and this is more of a question from me, Garrett, but if you have a, anything to chime in, feel free to ask. This comes to us from Blaze Knight, who says, I remember you playing Scarlet Nexus, Ryan, but I couldn't find it on the feed. Can you refresh my memory with your thoughts on the game and if you recommend playing both paths? So Scarlet Nexus, it's, I know it's on the top of mind for some people because it just came to PlayStation Plus Premium uh, this month mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scarlet Nexus, of course, from Bandai Namco, um, it is from the makers of the Tales series. It's an action RPG. It's really good. I talked about it a lot on Xbox Drive, and it, so it's not on this fees blade night, but it would be um, when Sean and I were playing the game together when it came out. Um, so we were we were talking about it back then. In fact, I, I'm gonna just show off a little bit. I've got um, this statue of Kasane, who is one of the two main characters from from oh, Scarlet Nexus, yeah. on my shelf mm-hmm. as well. So I remember her. Yeah. So. It absolutely did. So to answer your questions, Blade Knight, number one, first of all, I think the game's awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed my time with Scarlet Nexus. It was one of my favorite games in the year that came out in. Um, although I remember, because it was 2020, I remember there being a lot of good games that year. Um, so it wasn't my favorite game or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I did really enjoy that game a lot, a lot more than I thought I was going to anyways. Um, and I do th- recommend if you are going to play it and you care about the story at all, you should play both paths because because you can play as two different protagonists um, and they they play very differently from each other and their story is a bit different. Like it crosses over at certain points, but for the most part, it's you're, you're getting kind of two pretty different experiences between the two characters. Um, and as a result, if you want like the complete story, you do have to play as, you know, do both paths. Kind of like Nier Automata where you have to play the game, you know, three times and get all, all the ways. Yeah. Um, so I think it's definitely worth doing that if you're invested in the story. If you don't care about the story and you enjoy just playing as one of the other characters, I don't I don't see any reason why you need to go back. But um, if you're enjoying the story and you want to actually get the full experience, you do have to do both paths. Definitely. But cool. Anyways, that's good. Uh, before we go, Garrett, we got one last segment yes. to do that I meant to do at the beginning of the show, but I've totally forgot until halfway through Dog the topic. Head. I was just like, let's do it at the end here. Uh, so, Garrett, you have tasked me 
with picking games for you to play on your backlog. Um, yes. And I need to, of course, we need to come up with a good title. For now, I'm just subbing in mm-hmm. Garrett's Backlog Adventure for now. I like that. Yeah. Yes. Garrett's Backlog Adventure. So I'm going to assign, what's going to happen here is I'm going to assign Garrett a new game to play every month and he has to figure out how to play it. Or at the very least, you know, if we need to extend it, we'll extend it beyond the month period. But, yes. Because um, we'll just add to, I'll just add to Garrett's Backlog as I do normally. So Garrett, the first game I'm going to task mm-hmm. you with playing is a game you've already started, but then put down because like it was the worst time for it to come out. And it's also a game that I know is not super mm. long. So I, I know that okay. you can actually, you know, conceivably beat this game. Um, and it's a game okay, I already cool. know you like because it's a genre that you like because you're already playing Fire Emblem right now. Because that oh. game, I want I want you to go back and play Shining Force, Garrett. I want you to finish it. Okay. Okay. I will play Shining Force for you on the Switch. Because I'm almost, uh, I'm, like, I'm like this close, Garrett, to just telling you not to play Shining Force 1 and play Shining Force 2 instead. But because I know you've you started enjoying Shining Force One and because you've already played it, and because you know good. there are some story ties, just yeah, you should just play the first one first. Cool. I will yeah. play Shining Force One for you, Ryan. And yeah, again, the rules and limitations here. It's going to be one month, so whatever four weeks from now, we're going to come back reconvene in this segment. I'm going to talk about where I'm at with Shining Force. Hopefully beat it by then. I, yeah. I, I I don't think it's a long game. No, so it's not a I'll long game. Like you it. could finish it in like 10 to 15 hours, I think. Oh, OK, OK. But that's it for good. that's for a fresh playthrough, like someone who's never played it before kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like someone mm-hmm. I, like someone who's played it before can definitely finish it faster. But sounds good. Um. So, yeah, Shining Force, I'll probably reconvene in a month, see where I'm at with the game, because, you know, I'll be playing other games, too. It's just this one will be. My, my homework and I definitely the reason why I want to do this Ryan with you is because you know all the classic RPG stuff that mm-hmm. I, I keep missing gaps on especially with this Sega Genesis SNES and PS1 era like that yeah. era right there I'm just told like I Ryan I'm I'm literally telling you here's a blank slate a uh, blank slate mold it that, yeah. that's all I'm telling you just just Oh, trust me, I have plans. Before this year is over, Garrett, you will have played a Sega CD RPG, or or you will have played a Sega Genesis RPG. You will have played a PlayStation 1 RPG. You will have played a a Super Nintendo RPG. And I think we may be able to arrange it where you play a Sega Saturn RPG before the year is over. (laughs) That would have been crazy. That's nuts. Sega yeah. Saturn. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I exactly. we will I, I you know, I'm I'm not telling Ryan, I I'm not guaranteeing you I'm finishing all of these games, but I will at least give it a good old fashioned yeah. try and, well, and get through it and and see where I'm at. And life. likewise, if we re- reconvene in a month and I f- and we get the sense that you're not enjoying it, well, I'll pick a new game for you. Cause like, I'm not going to, f- cool. we're not going to force you Garrett to play games. You don't like, cause that's, yeah, that's not part of this. this I, wa- I just want you to try more stuff, which is why like, I actually yes. am glad that you have like a, an open-ended system where you can play, you know, PS1 games and stuff like that, or Sega CD games or yes. like some weird stuff. I'm almost, I'm actually almost tempted to, to assign yeah. you a game gear game Garrett at some point as well. Jesus, 
what have I got myself into? I, 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 hey, you asked for this. You asked. This is your own fault in a way. But interesting. Um, before we like you know close out the show, I want to ask you this because I know there was a lot of RPGs that came out of the direct. Is there any games that you wanted to shout out uh, from the direct Nintendo Direct itself? Is there any RPGs that really caught you? I'm just curious. Not really, but this time around, it wasn't a huge RPG heavy direct because we did have Octopath Traveler mm-hmm. 2, which looks awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, if I'm remembering correctly, they're just a, a lot of the big things that I took away from the direct this time were, you know, Game Boy Advance or Metroid Prime, um, Zelda, Pikmin. Okay. Like stuff like that. Like that's why, like, this time around, the RPGs were, you know, a little more muted than interesting previous nintendo directs because sea of stars was there i didn't play the demo yet um i certainly want to i did really cool yeah Mm -hmm. i definitely want to do that at some point yeah so um i do want to shout this out because i'm not on shack anymore but i really want to shout out all the games i'm excited for buying kaidos oh one and two ht of course really excited about that etrian odyssey collection the origins collection that's Mm kind of big i never thought they would do this right just because um the way etrian odyssey plays it plays like a ds game it plays like a 3ds game you need a touchscreen i'm curious how they kind of do this on pc and switch um because they showed it off a little bit where you've got the map accessible on the screen and somehow you're scribbling on it even though you don't have a touchscreen um but also garrett that gives us hope that maybe we get Persona Q one and two that, at some point. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, and then uh, Fantasy Life as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a new one coming out from Level Five. Level Five had a lot of games in in Nintendo Direct. And then for the Japanese, Nintendo Direct is also coming to the West. The first Atelier uh, game, Atelier Murray, getting a remake. That's right. I and it's looking. That. It's getting looking really good. So there you go. Lots of very unique, smaller RPGs. I'm I'm kind of excited about coming out of the direct. Yeah, and, and I had forgotten about those collections because I remember that the, that's the thing. Also, Advance Wars is finally coming out too. That's exciting. Advance Wars, yeah, that that is very <laughs> exciting. So another yeah. one in the books. Yeah, and I I even pulled up my Nintendo Switch, you know, circling card, Garrett, where I circled all the the, the games green and yellow and crossed out the ones I wasn't going to play. And yeah, like a lot of the stuff there, like I'm going to play all that stuff. Um, but it's just like the, the definitely the stuff with the green circles, just a lot of it aren't the RPGs. Because I'm I'm like, I'm mid about Bat and Katos. I don't know if I'm going to play that collection or not. Uh, I don't know if I am either, to be honest with you. I just found it very weird. I was just yeah. like, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Odyssey is in that yeah. camp too for me too, where I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know if I go back to those games as well. Like I'm actually more excited for you know, something like um, the like Master Detective Rain Code, the new game from the Danganronpa creators, like that detective. That'll be really interesting. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Or like, I'm actually really excited for Mega Man Battle Network, the collection to come out pretty soon. Because um, those, those are strategy RPGs that I've just never played and I love Mega Man. So mm-hmm. it's... Well, there was another game from level five. It's a called, what's it? Deca Dice? Oh, Deca Police? Deck of Police. That one looked pretty good. And yeah. it's an RPG as well. That's so. true. I forgot about that one. And I have it crossed off on my sheet for some reason. When that 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 should be a yellow. It should be a yellow circle on that one. Mm-hmm. It, 
at least the gameplay trailer looked kind of cool. We'll see how the gameplay yeah. actually is, but yeah. And also too, I'm Very I'm excited for the Fire Emblem DLC uh, later this year too. Like that's on mm-hmm. on my list. Like we we got the small additions during the direct, but like we'll see more of that. Xenoblade Just like the Xenoblade Chronicles, Chronicles expansion. One. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, let me tell you. I think a lot of Xenoblade fans screamed when when they saw Rex and shulk like in there it's just i don't know i think people are gonna freak out with that expansion anyways anyways i think that's gonna do it for tonight's episode get but before we go get plugs go you can follow me on twitter at bland explosion you can also find me in the discord over at the carpool gaming and uh play some video games you know i'm i'm around i i'm normally in the rpg cave discord reading the messages like all the time so yeah just there are a lot of those chat with me yeah definitely so. a lot of people tonight telling us that they don't like rpgs so <laughs> that happens from time to time Apparently. too on the discord which is just funny but as for <laughs> me you can find me on twitter at ryan turford i'm not going to do the whole bit tonight because it's been a long enough show uh you can also find us on twitter at carpool gaming at youtube youtube.com slash carpool gaming and on podcast services around the globe so for garrett bland i'm ryan turford this has been the 83rd level of the rpg cave only 16 more levels until level 99 and we're out Bye-bye. The RPG Caves Mana is powered by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. You can please subscribe to Robbie Bobby Miller's Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller today. Trucker Sloth, Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. Please subscribe to them over at youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels today. Jonathan Brown, the new album from PME called Video Game Boy is available now on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Anna, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, and Tim Pallon. Thank you all for all of your support. And if you're thinking of jumping on into the car with us, head over to patreon.com slash carpool gaming and choose the tier that's right for you.